Yo, 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 thank you for clicking on this episode of Sipping on a 40. Today, we're having a conversation with Tej. Yes, Tej from the Large Cast. I guess you could say Tej is a bit infamous. He really is. There, there are a lot of infamous characters in the world of Canucks Twitter. The dude has a lot of passion. In fact, I'll say this, and I mean this. I haven't met a lot of people or, or spoken to a lot of people who have that much passion for the city. Yes, the city of Vancouver. It's not just a Canuck thing with Tej. You know, like him or not, agree with his opinions or not, the dude really, really messes with the city. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Now, after the interview or the conversation or whatever you want to call it, we'll do a little debriefing and then we'll we'll send you off. Okay, so enjoy the episode of Sipping on a 40. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. All right, all right. You're listening to Sipping on a 40, and today we got a special guest. Finally, finally, we got a guest on the damn program. Tej, Tej Dollywall, the eye doctor, the, the, the owner of the large cast, the guy, the, the ambition. You, you got a lot of things going on right now, man. How you doing, Tej? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. How's it going, Kyle? Thanks for calling. Or thanks for having me, I mean. Hey, hey. Okay, you know what? That's hilarious. I almost called you Taj. It's funny how right now in Canucks Twitter... You know, Tej and Taj, two infamous dudes on Twitter right now, man. You guys are really entertaining. You guys are doing your thing for the universe, man. The thing about Taj is kind of like I, I don't even interact with the guys. I mean, uh, he's retweeted a few uh, uh, things, uh, you know, from people who uh, you know I have interacted with. Uh, you know, we're kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But with Taj himself, I've never even, like, talked to the guy in a thread, you know, let alone. Oh, damn. Uh, you know, back in, yeah, so it's kind of funny. Like, we have the opposite mentality and uh you know it is what it is but uh yeah it's kind of ironic that our names are similar like, <laughs> yeah no funny i think you guys are both uh entertaining follows on twitter you know if you're doing the whole twitter thing especially in the canucks universe you can't take it so seriously okay you can't really think someone is a bad person just because how they react or or use twitter you know so both of you guys you know you guys make my canucks experience uh just a little bit more unique you know i, I love that shit yeah, I mean, Twitter is just an avenue to have fun at the end of the day. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, having a certain conversations, you can get a little uh, heated up. But uh, at the end of the day, you got to realize it's just a, an app, app to, yes. to express your views and opinions. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing is if people start crossing personal, you know, lines and yeah, or yeah, making, yeah. making personal, then, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of like you have you have a choice whether you respond to that you know, take it, take it to heart or, you know, you, you got to try to be the bigger person. And I, I think I've done both. I've sometimes I've responded when I probably should have taken the high road. And, uh, you know, other times I've taken the high road and it's, it's kind of tricky when, when it comes to that personal, when you cross that personal line, but you know, it's just something you learn, you know, you live and learn. And yeah, I think, yeah. uh, one of your buddies, uh, uh, um, Trevor begs, I mean, he had a recent experience with that, you know, uh, he, uh, crossed the line. It, it's, it's kind of a line drawn in sand. You, you got to, Oh yeah, he, you know, he was trying to he was trying to make a joke about it, but he did cross the line. But he owned up to it right away, which was amazing. Oh yeah, and you see some people try to like call him out for it, and other people that forgive him. You got to make a choice. What kind of person are you going to be? You got to call him out, you know? <laughs> try to try to gain some popularity off of the guy, you know? Or are you going to understand that people make mistakes, 
you know, they're not, they're not, with the evil intent or they don't, they're not doing it on purpose it's an honest mistake he owned up to it forgive and forget right but, exactly yeah. man. an honest dumb mistake and you know a lot of people did uh, you know did look on the other side and uh, have Trevor's back and you know I- I've talked to Trevor many times and he's already it's not even about him you know he made a dumb joke he just wants people to know that he made a dumb joke he doesn't need anyone to have his back it is what it is and you know it's time to move on speaking of moving on Tej those Canucks, your Canucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna say your Canucks. I always tell that to the listeners. You know, these are your Canucks. You're you're the leader. Yes, the leader of the the Canucks, bros. I know that you know people will will jump and call you a Benning bro. I've heard your podcast. You call yourself a Canuck bro. How have you not gotten frustrated over the middle part of this decade leading up towards the end? Because that's where a lot of people, including myself, lost that connection of hope to the team, and it kind of turned into into just a, a boatload of frustration. But you, you just maintained a, you know, a positive attitude towards the whole thing. And some people, you know, may look at that as as a bit flawed, but you know, it's just the way you are. And it's 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 on brand. You haven't changed a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to look at life even, you know, beyond sports, like sports is a part of all everything that we live and, and do and breathe. But uh, you have to look at life with a mentality of are you gonna are you gonna sit there and mope and cry about it? Or are you going to move on, move forward, and you know accept reality and live with it? You know, live within the confines of the reality that that exists. Yeah, the Canucks have not won a Stanley Cup, but we haven't had like like a, a history that you know lacks story. You know, like we've had a story history, a lot of runs that we've gone through that we've come so close to that that final you know chapter, and and it, it just the book closed on us too soon and. You know, a lot of people can be turned off, but in my opinion, if you're turned off by defeat, then you're not going to feel the reward of victory. And so you have to kind of go through the ups and downs and, you know, the peaks and the valleys, the ups and flows, whatever you want to call it. But that's part of being a fan. And, you know, it it makes victory that much sweeter when you, you stick with the team through thick and thin. And part of that is the mentality of understanding it's it's a sport. Like you're not going to be a great team every single year. Like nobody's going to be like the Detroit Red Wings and make the playoffs every year and contend for the cup every year. That's that's rare, you know. You know that, that what, what you're more likely going to see is you're going to have runs. You're going to have a core that goes for a run during you know for like let's say a better part of a decade, and then then the new core is going to come and there's going to be a transition. And you know in the last five years we've just gone through one of those transitions. Like, we went out of the Sedin era. The Sedins, they almost did it. You know, 2011, nobody will forget that, but they didn't win. And they aged out, and, you know, Mike Gillis, he did well for that run, but he didn't leave us with a lot of prospects in the pool to, to <laughs> kind of maintain any level of success with the Sedin era. It kind of was a whole lot of turmoil there with the coaching change and, you know, everything that happened, it, it just kind of screwed up the, Sedin, the back end of the Sedin era. And then in comes a new GM and everybody's got these all these expectations like, you know, a new GM, he's, he's, he's got to have success right away. But who's holding into that standard? Like, I, in my opinion, idiots. Like, let's, let's look at the real picture. The Sabines are old. They're aging. You're not going to see another Sabine, like, era. It was, it, it was about restocking the cupboards, getting new draft picks. You know, and Jim Benning has done that. He's reloaded the cupboards completely well. You know, like look at look at what we got going on right now, and and, and now we're embarking on this new era with Pedersen and Hughes leading the charge, and and so 
I look at it from a big picture mentality to, to kind of answer your first your, your question there is that I always maintain that big picture and I do that in life and I do that with the Canucks and that's why I guess the, the microscopic details don't don't bog me down you know if that makes sense but oh, no that makes sense that makes sense I think you know by your definition I would fall under the category of a quote-unquote idiot and I don't I don't Take offense to this shit, okay? We're talking about fucking sports, okay? It is what it is. People have opinions. And, and during the middle of this decade, there was a, a part of me that just felt so disconnected with this team because, you know, I may not have the answers now, but now just looking back at it, and I kind of heard this in your last episode with Dave Pratt. Okay, so the Canucks in the last two decades, it was just during the middle of this decade where they were pretty, pretty bad. And that's the time where someone in their mid-20s like me started watching their Canucks. So it was just kind of maybe a new experience for fans like mm -hmm. that to go through being absolute ass. Now, in in that whole whole uh, atmosphere of being complete ass, I think there was like mis uh, bad communication between the team and the fans and what they were trying to do and how they were doing on the ice. And obviously with everything on Twitter and whatnot, people were just getting frustrated and it really created a, a divide which is always going to be the case in, in whatever sports like people are not going to be on the same page in one city until the ultimate prize is won and in this city where there's no cup in 50 years i bet i bet everything on it when the team wins the cup everyone yes everyone will be holding hands they'll be friends no more beefs it'll be a good time it'll be a good time are you are you sure about that? <laughs> no, I really do. I, I know, know, I know, I know. Look, I don't want to bring up too much. I don't want to bring up too much animosity on this program. I know what's going on on Twitter. Oh, I'm pretty. Oh, I'm pretty. Oh, cool. I'm pretty quiet on but, the. I'm pretty quiet with the Twitter fingers. You know, I don't get myself involved in that shit. I see it, but at the end of the day, as someone who is very proud to be from Vancouver, and I think I can speak for you too. You know, listening to a couple of your episodes, you know, just I don't agree with a lot of the things you say about the team. We have different views on what the team is, but I can. I can't say that you don't love the city of Vancouver. I, I really hear it from your voice, man. I really hear it from your voice. You really fuck with the city of Vancouver, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I was born and raised in the city. Like, I grew up, you know, playing street hockey, mm -hmm. you know, all my life. Like, and one of my buddies on the pod now, like, we, we played street hockey from a young age together. And, and we had a whole neighborhood that was involved every day, like, after school. It's just, what are we doing? We're going out grabbing our sticks and we're, we're, we're playing hockey. And, and uh, that's the kind of like you know Vancouver that I knew growing up, and it was all about the Canucks. And yeah. you know, you first as a young kid, you think you're Pavel Bure out there, and then you know it becomes like you know Marcus Maslin, and then you know so on and so forth. But I think by the time the city era came, I was I was too busy with school to be playing hockey in the streets. So fair, I, fair I, enough, fair yeah, but, but the roots were already like established. You, you were who you were, and, yeah, and the hockey helped you love Vancouver. And that's the thing about the Canucks is that it. it especially helps you like you know with a connection to your city like this is our team our, our franchise our city vancouver and, and when i was living in la studying optometry you know i'd go invade invade uh, the king's arenas when the canucks came and oh. the ducks arena when the cool. canucks came and we were you know i'd have some buddies with me and we'd be going crazy in the stands and enemy enemy territory and loving it you know bringing the heat but going back to what you said like yeah, maybe 99% of the city will be singing Kumbaya, the Canucks win. But there's something about Vancouver, I feel like, as a sports town. And I'm not trying to bring animosity, but no, Brian Burke said it. Brian Burke said it best. He said, you know, he was talking about the city. He said, and Vancouver fans in particular, he was like, the Canucks could win the Stanley Cup and, and people would complain about the colors of the car in the parade. You know, that, that quote is kind of very yeah. synonymous with the way the city actually is. Like, there's, a, there's an element... To, to the Vancouver sports fan that is so fair weather that 
that's where the divide comes from because they come from a point of view that is not really for fandom per se, but it's more like, like I don't know how to describe it exactly, but they just want to pick apart the team. Like they just want to like call out. And I think it's something to do with the call out culture, you know, amplified by the advent of social media and whatnot, but there's a call out culture that exists. You know, like you want to point out the, the faults of, of a team or of a person, you know, that's kind of what happened with Trevor Beggs. You know, people want to call him out for something that was an honest mistake. It's the same kind of culture that exists out there that would maybe always leave that 1% that wouldn't hold hands if we won the cup. But, I mean, that's just my view. on. No, that's, everybody that's, has their own that's opinion. fair enough. Yeah, everyone has their own opinion. And, like, just going back to the Trevor thing, too, like, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> we just want people to know, you know, Trevor made a bad mistake. He doesn't need anyone having his back. It is what it is. We're ready to move on. And there's always going to be that call-out culture. You know, it, it it's... It's really just about, and I know we're supposed to be talking about the Canucks here, and we're kind of going down the humanitarian route, but it, it's really okay. about face-to-face interaction for me. You know, I, I try staying away from the tw- Twitter shit because that stuff it, it gets it you, makes you my head Twitter hurt. Finger, it, it, yeah, exactly. It just makes my head hurt. You know, like you know, um, when I see the divide, I just wish that everyone could get together. You know, have a beer, talk about it face-to-face. You're too powerful. As on, much like, as you're you, said and done on Twitter, yeah, that stuff happens in real life, not on Twitter. Twitter is like. There's too many faceless trolls it's out there. Facade, you know what I mean? Like, man, it's not real. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not real. It's so, it's so fake to an extent. Like, if you don't really have your name and your profile pick out there, like that's real, then you're open to these you know, <laughs> yeah. trolls. Like, and that's, that's just going. It's, yeah. it's, just a, it's an amplified version of life. You know, like, yeah, and it's going back to what we talked about, yeah. or what you brought up. If the the Canucks won a cup, and Brian Burke would say somebody would call out the cr- the car, yo. If that anyone, if I see anyone calling out the color of a car during the parade in the city, whenever it happens, I'm not even, don't even give that person light, yo. Just come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. The amount of frustration the city has, it's, it's built because there has been no cup here. It's been a while. You've brought up the the positives about going to three cup finals. And I look at that like, oh man, that's just not good enough. And again, we just have different views on it. And it's, well, it's not, it's not a cup, but. You gotta, you gotta understand. Like we're invested as fans of a team, but you know that the being a fan, you're, you're not owed anything. You know what Ooh. I mean? Like you're not owed anything. Like what are you? You're investing time and 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 money on jerseys and gear, but that's a choice that you make to be a fan to follow a team, and that comes from from a state of passion. But you're not owed anything, and people feel like they're owed like like success they're owed the Stanley Cup but at the end of the day there's 31 other teams out there that and their fan bases all feel the same way and you know every little thing like the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy in all the sports to win the hardest trophy going through the playoffs to win a cup that's a battle man and and you know we saw firsthand like multiple times like you know Linden first of all he wasn't completely healthy for game seven fighting out there being a warrior you know and then you got the, the Kessler like with the playing through a hip injury and all you know, all these inch guys that are injured in the finals and then, you know, you just can't can't get to that finish line. But that's the playoffs are a battle. And and people gotta realize that if we're gonna win a cup, we like there's gotta be everything has to be perfect. You know, like all everything has to, to go and according a, to plan. And a lot of luck. And it, a lot of luck. Exactly. And so when you understand there's an element of luck involved, that's where you have to take a step back and not be so upset or bitter or, or like hold resentment 
for all the, the, the you know, the, the failures or losses. Like, yeah, you can hold management accountable for moves that they're making. You can critique, you can do that, but you also have to maintain an element of foresight. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, a year, two years, three years, four years down the road. So all people can really think about is what happened in the past. And I just, you know, I, I, I choose not to, to live my life and be a Canucks fan holding on to any sense of like resentment. You know, I want to, I want to believe, like yeah. I want to believe that our, that there's a cup coming to us. Yeah. That, yeah. That I, I hear that, man. I hear that. And it's an interesting take yeah. again. You're, you're talking to someone right now who can honestly say, because this is a fucking honest podcast and I'm an honest person that, you know, the frustration that amounted made me turn off the game of hockey. Just not, not just the Canucks. We're talking about hockey. And I was, I was the biggest Canuck fan. Like, I would say I was the biggest Canuck fan in Surrey. You know, that's just how highly I thought of myself when it came to being a Canucks fan. And it's crazy how those things can happen in your life with your viewing of a sports team. It's just, it's one of those things that only sports fans can get. And it's kind of fascinating how you've taken the extreme high route to to just see, you know, the, I don't know, just look look forward, look forward, you know, without having the pass well, bring you down. I'll tell you, a part of that comes from, like me having a, a, a near death experience that kind of changed my whole mindset on life. You know, yeah. I kind of like, I shouldn't be alive right now, you know? And yeah. so the way I think about life itself is kind of like, cool. there you, go. you know, so that's where a lot of that comes from, but, uh, there you, you know, go. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. That, that's, that's uh that's an interesting way to look at something. And I think that that is the reason why you are the, the way you are. I mean, if you just, again, th- fuck, I hate bringing up the whole Twitter thing, but if you just look at the landscape on Twitter and, uh, people who have their perceptions about you and other members of Canucks Twitter, and then you go listen to again a large cast episode, you can just hear it. You know, it's it's it it all comes out of like love and and your love for the city and your love for the Canucks, and then it just like oh, it just makes sense. You know, it makes sense that you just have a big passion for this team. Okay, let's talk well, about another another part of it. I mean, sorry to cut you off, no, but I have, to, I have to mention another part of the whole large cast and 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 what you know I kind of see. Uh, where the large cast can go is and, and if you think about the Canucks and again a big picture mentality people like you, like like everybody we're talking about you know they live their lives and they're happy when the Canucks are winning and they're sad when the Canucks are losing so there's a lot of like people there are a lot of people's like lives are, are surrounded around the Canucks and, and so in that regard if the if the conversation around the Canucks is a, is a bit more light or lighthearted and, and uplifting mm-hmm. then people have better days and, 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 you know, have better experiences in their own lives. And so that's another avenue I realized that can, it exists and you kind of, kind of change the energy around the team. And, you know, they say, if you, if you know anything about metaphysics on a grand scale, you know, collective consciousness and whatnot, if you understand all that stuff, I mean, I went off on a tangent, but, but there is a truth to that. And, you know, I could go off on a deep no, end no, here, but I, I get it, I get quantum it. physics has actually proven this to be true now and nowadays. So, anyways, that that's all encompassing with the mentality that I have going forward here. But yeah, you can hear it on the large cast. Go find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, let's let's stick to the hockey team just for a bit before we let you go. Uh, I thought it was interesting when Dave Pratt was on and he talked about how he believes this this core of Canucks players is is the best they've ever had. So I want to talk about the beginning of that decade and the, the end of the decade. Okay, so who would you rather have? Would you rather have Henrik, Daniel, or Kessler in 2011? Or would you rather have Pedersen, Hughes, and let's say Besser? Like which, which core three players 
would you pick out of those groups? You know, um, because I found that really interesting. Okay, I found that extremely it's, it's, interesting it's, when Pat said that. It's really, it's really difficult to answer that question. Mm -hmm. um, for one, we haven't seen what Pedersen, Hughes, and Besser can do in the playoffs, so we don't, we don't know. Like, if you look at, if you think about Kessler, you know what he could do in the playoffs. Like he was oh, prime beast. Kessler, yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. If Kessler's like, healthy, if Kessler's healthy, the Canucks win a cup. If Kessler was healthy in the, in the, Canucks in the game, win a cup. In that, exactly, hundred percent. If Kessler was healthy, the Canucks would have, would have won a cup. But that's what I mean. Like when you when you talk about these players, <laughs> I, know. I you know, first of all, Kessler, out of all of those guys, I'd say Kessler is the most dominant playoff performer. Um, but I don't know what Hughes and Pedersen can do. Investor, right? The Sedins. The one thing about the Sedins that they, they, you know, they lack that that edge factor that you need in the playoffs to win. I think that, I mean, they, like, Kessler had it. You know, Boston is full of it. That whole entire city mugged the Canucks in the finals and they were playing that dirty game. The Sedins are, you know, the classic Swedes. They, 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 they're respectful. They play within the rules and, you know, they're very classy guys and they're leaders in that regard. But I feel like if they had a little bit more of a nasty edge to them, maybe we're talking about something different here, right? Maybe Daniel doesn't take those punches from Marshawn and he punches back and he feels good about it. He goes out and scores a goal. You know, I, I don't know what it is about that element of grit and tenacity that it, it, it bears success in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But right now, it's hard for me to think that Pedersen wouldn't dominate in oh, the playoffs. Yeah. Like, just the type oh, yeah. of player that he is and the mindset and, you know, just that he's got a, he's got that tenacity to him. You know, he's got this... this Oh, he's out there diving, blocking empty net goal chances. Yes. You know, he's a gamer. He's, he's a fucking baller, bro. He's Elias Pettersson's a, a fucking baller. baller. He's a baller. Well, I'm excited, but I can't answer that question to you. Okay, say, well, I'm, put, I'm gonna answer it. I'm gonna answer it. I'm, I'm gonna answer it. I would rather this. This may surprise people, yo. Again, this may surprise people because I've been one of those people who have been against the betting regime. But I'm taking Hughes, Besser. And Pedersen, mainly because of Pedersen, man. Pedersen is the best best player yeah. in Canucks history well, ever since Pavel Bure. And he's crazy. Too, oh, Hughes is unbelievable. I talk about Hughes more than anyone on this program. Yo, ask this question to your cast on your next uh, next little podcast, okay? Is Quinn Hughes the best Canucks yeah. defenseman of all time? Because if you look at the history, nobody has been close to the amount of talent and the amount of potential this guy has on the back end for your, yes, once again, your Vancouver Canucks. It's crazy. This it's guy's dope. We're talking about talent alone. He is the, the most talented Canucks defenseman that we've ever had. But, you know, he's still got a, a ways to go oh, before ways you can to call go. him the greatest. Hey, but, I'm calling you know, it now. I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm calling it now. He is, he, is, he is, by and large, the, the most talented Canucks defenseman that we've ever had. And, my God, just watching him play, the guys... You see, I, I still, I think, I think his thoughts are passing still in the air. <laughs> okay, how long, how long like, have you been watching the Canucks for? I, sorry to bring uh, up the age thing, but like, I just want to know, like, you know, what I era? It was like five, six, seven. Like, in 94 is when okay. I kind of really tuned in. Cool, cool, young cool. kid at the time. So, I'm 32 right now, so, it, you know, I've been watching for almost uh, over, oh, quite a long time, actually, yeah. Isn't that crazy how you have to wait that long to have a defenseman like that on your team in a Canadian market? I just yeah, I think that's crazy. It's, it's fascinating, but it's finally it's happened. game of hockey. It's sports. You know, different types of players come and go. You know, we watch different types of teams like the West Coast Express era. 
you know, Jovanovski was a fantastic defenseman that we had then, you know, and, and we had Naslin, Bertuzzi, Morrison. That, that team should have won a cup, but we didn't have the goaltending, you know. And so different things happen. Well, right now, if you look at the team, we have a franchise center. We have a franchise defenseman. We thought we had a little bit of, you know, a franchise goalie potentially with Demko. The concussions concerns, I mean, if you want to talk about that, that's, that's I'm sucks. pretty concerned that's about sad, this. Bro. That's sad, bro. sucks. Not good, and... and all you have to do is look at a guy like Ferland to see what concussion history and the repetitive nature of concussions can do to you. Like it can really torment you for the rest of your life. And he's young. Yeah. He's still growing his mm-hmm. mental, his intellect, right? So You should have told your so, brother that before you signed him, you know? That would have been nice if you told him that. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Okay, well, Tash. My, my brother my brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tash, thank you so much for being on. It was it was a good conversation. It went a bit bit everywhere and that, that wasn't really the plan but it's kind of hard to to block the passion you know say what you want about Tej if you're listening to this Canuck fans the dude is passionate and I, I'm a sucker for people who love the city you know doing stuff in the hip-hop community it took a while for people to really embrace the city of Vancouver I'll say that on record I don't give a fuck but so when I hear someone have a lot of authentic authentic love and passion for the city of vancouver yo i fuck with that i really do man so i wish you the best with everything you're doing one last question though i know your daughter doesn't listen to this podcast what are you getting your baby girl for christmas man leak it right now what's the christmas gift you know um getting her some connects gear um <laughs> oh, no honestly i'm getting her a bunch we're getting her a bunch of stuff like it, it, she's, she's eight months old right now and okay. uh, that's awesome that's beautiful man yeah no we're just gonna get her a whole bunch of stuff different clothes and then and outfits and like toys and whatnot, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Got a little bit of jewelry too, but there you, you know, go, it's a little kid. You, can't, you can only get so much for a little kid, right? But oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, Kyle, I just want to, I just want to say, uh, thanks for having me on though. I really appreciate it. No problem. Um, you know, I love what you're doing too. And, uh, you got that hip hop vibe to your, to your pod, sipping on the floor. I love the intro, man. That was hey, sick, dude. Sipping on the floor. You and I you and our DJ uh, Heavy D should collab, man. He's a uh, he's all about that shit. He, hey, that's good. Yeah, and uh, even our, even our producer Gulu, man. He used to be he used to be uh, known as DJ High Class, right? So oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know if you that's know cool. back. That's cool. That's cool. You know, some of our partners here. You know, this is a bit personal, but some of our partners who work with us here, they they know some of the guys on the large cast. I'm not sure the names, but um, yeah, they're the the, the don't doze bros. So if you ever hear we're about a, them, we're yeah. a well rounded, uh, well rounded good group of guys but at the end of the day if you're if you fuck with vancouver it's a small community man so 100 100 percent, man at the end of the day it's man i, I love the city man it's go canucks go we have different you said you had a, a an optometry story oh uh, I hear that, yeah man. okay so this is my problem okay i'm not going to name the 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 store or the, the the clinic that i went to but it was yeah. during a time where i guess they had interns in and students in and bro this took it was a, i went to this i went to the clinic to get my eyes checked again because I had the same prescription for a while. I wanted to order some new glasses. I go to the clinic, sit down. I'm in the clinic for like like 90 minutes, bro. And this is super surprising. I, this has never happened to me. But everything they were doing with me, as far as the test goes, I don't know the tools they use. I don't know the, the name of the test. But everything was just coming out blurry and blurry. And the, the intern was getting so frustrated with me. But there was really nothing I could do. And it got to a point, and this is this is partially my fault that I kind of rushed the whole experience, so my prescription wasn't really right. I got some new glasses; mm-hmm. uh, they didn't they didn't work out well the like right when I got them, but I got it all fixed. It was just a it was an interesting time, man. The eyes, I'm not gonna lie, bro. The first time I got glasses, and I recommend that everyone, yes, yes, everyone go get their eyes checked. I got my eyes checked at the age of 20, thinking that I had perfect vision, bro. When I put on those glasses for the first time in my life after 20 years of being on this earth. I saw the world in HD, man. I was tripping the fuck out. 
It's crazy. Everyone, go get your eyes checked, man. Go get your damn eyes checked. Yeah, come to King, come to Image Optometry and Kingsley. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, man, you deserve a plug on the program. You took your time away from your family on a fucking on a Thursday, man. That's so nice of you, man. Tej, best of luck with the large class, large cast. My bad, and thank you for hopping on, sipping on a forty. Yeah. We are back on sipping on a forty. Once again, thank you to Tej from the Large Cast. Go get the Large Cast wherever you listen to podcasts. They've had many, many guests on that program. In fact, me being an honest person who likes to tell honest tales, they are flexing. Yes, flexing on the competition. Look at the guests. Look at the guests. Let's be real. Let's be real. In the world of podcasts, you know, this may be a bit of a, a a bit of a statement that's within the box, but it's facts. You gotta get guests. <laughs> you really do. Tej, a passionate dude, a dude who really loves the city of Vancouver. And if you want to get to know me a little bit more, I'll go on a bit of a tangent before I leave you. I am a sucker. Yes, a sucker for anyone. Human, dog, bird, warm, cat. Did I say warm, right? Why am I saying it like that? That's such an awkward word to say sometimes. Anyways, I'm a sucker for anyone who loves, yes, loves the city of Vancouver authentically. In my past, in my recent past, I've met a lot of people that have talked a lot of shit about the city of Vancouver, people who call this place home. I always tell those people, get the fuck out of here then. We got to stand up for the community. That's the way, that's a great way for the city to grow. It really is. It really is. Vancouver is a beautiful place. Yes, nice mountains. Nice trees. Nice water. The sushi. Yeah, there's good things here. There's great things here. It's a beautiful place. If more people start embracing where they're from and, and just shut up about some of the negatives, I guess. You know, uh, yeah, say what you want about the housing market and all those things. Just, just go get it. Go after it, okay? Don't complain. Not about the city. Not about the city. Embrace it. Vancouver. Vancouver. The holidays are coming up. I do something pretty unique, I guess you could say, for the city of Vancouver. Later this month, I'll be dropping the top 22 songs. Yes, the top 22 songs that have come out from the city. It's going to be a fun time. I don't mean to, uh, you know, piss anyone off if you didn't make the list. Do better. First of all, do better. Second of all, do better. And you can catch all that on my Instagram at Kyle Bowen. That's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Use the same search for my Twitter. And go get the network, the Nux Misconduct Network. Okay, we have three shows on the program right now. On the network right now, my bad. Once you find out wherever you listen to podcasts, one swipe, one sap, boom, bam. You make your hockey live just a little bit better. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And I said three shows. In January, another one is coming. Power of the Towel, hosted by Nick Bondi. It's going to be a good time. The dude's been putting in a lot of work. And now I am excited for him to get better at making podcasts. And one way to get better at anything is by actually doing it. Now, now making a podcast and just storing it on your computer, that's one thing. But putting it out there to the world 
to the listeners, that's another thing. That's actually doing it. And once he starts doing that, he will get a lot better. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the whole network. I'm excited for everyone at Nux Misconduct. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. My name is Kyle Bowen. We appreciate your time. I totally forgot how I do the outro for this program. My mind's going somewhere else. It's, it's this whole Vancouver thing. Hey, love the city of Vancouver. If you're from here, love it. Embrace it. Happy holidays. Peace. <laughs>